Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Mark Sepulveda ministering out of New Beginnings Church of Otai, where we are currently congregating. And if you would like to join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. at 3554 Main Street in Chula Vista, you will be welcome with open arms. I'm so happy to bring this sermon to you today entitled Opening Up the Heavens. I truly believe that Jesus wanted us to release a heavenly condition down here on earth because the Lord's Prayer says on earth as it is in heaven. The Bible also says that a fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And in this sermon, we're going to define who that righteous man is. I hope you enjoy this preaching right where you're at, in your living rooms, in your homes, from our church to your living room. I hope you enjoy this. But for right now, I want you to take a look at your screens for these announcements. If you would like to hear more from Pastor Mark, our podcast is updated weekly with his new preachings on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. Search up Impact Church San Diego and subscribe to our channel to be up to date. And lastly, don't forget to follow us on social media. Our Instagram and Facebook page are constantly being updated with important information, new sermon series, and motivational words to get you through your day. God a big ham praise today for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he's going to continue to do right now. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you to stand right now as we get into the word of God. I feel that God is, is doing something. He's moving in a mighty way. He's going to be touching people. He has what he has and what he has done and what he continues to do is what he is still doing today. Praise God. You might, the people might say that was back in the Bible days, that was back in, you know, in the Old Testament, that was back in, you know, in the New Testament, that was a long gone ago, it's not going to happen anymore, praise God. But my God is real, my God is alive and He continues to heal, He continues to raise the dead, He continues to, to give salvation to those who seek Him and obtain Him, praise God. Once again, let's give a, a big hand praise to God right now, hallelujah. If you have your word of God, we're going to open it up to James chapter 5, verse 16. If you have a pair of eyeballs, I want you to look up here. If you have your phone and your Bible app, I want you to open it up to James chapter 5, verse 16. And the word of God reads like this. And I believe my brother Henry mentioned this last week, and I am going to get into it. We're going to get it, in, uh, get it into it today. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now to invite him into this sermon. Heavenly Father, we come before your presence to thank you, to honor you, to worship you, God, to give you all that we are because you gave us all who you were, Lord Jesus, who died on the cross, but you rose again. Hallelujah. And that same spirit that rose you from the dead is the same spirit that raises us. Hallelujah. That gives us strength, that gives us power in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
We honor you, Lord Jesus, for what you're about to do in this place today, God. And we thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord God, and we give it up to you. In your wonderful name we pray, and everybody say, Amen, Amen. amen. You may be seated at this time. The message, the title to this message today is Opening, Open Up the Heavens. I truly believe that God wants a heavenly situation here on earth. The thing is that we need to bring it down. We need to pull it down. As I read this verse, and I was, as I read this verse back in the days, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what, what do I need to do in order for this to happen? It says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. That's what the Bible says that we need to do. We need to continue to one another. We need to pray for one another. We need to heal one another. We need to uh, comfort one another. We need to lift one another up. We need to confess our sins to one another. We need to help one another, praise God. There's a lot of one another's in the Bible that we need to do for one another. Amen. It's not just for what, what, what I want to do. What, you know, you know, what about me? What about me? You know, if we were in a Spanish church right now, I would say, you know, a lot of us in church, we're a bunch of yo-yos, you know, because all we want is yo, 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 you know, me, 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 praise God. And we don't think about other people who are struggling. Amen. We don't think about the others that who are going through something, praise God. When you go someplace, you go through a drive through you go to a restaurant, you see you, you see a waitress, you see a waiter there, you know, they're, they're all smiles and everything, but because that's their job, hallelujah. But you don't know what they're going through. We don't know what we're going through on a daily basis, praise God. Some of us are fighting different demons than we are, than I am over here, praise God. Like I said before, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, you know, dark darkness and, and, and spirits, praise God, of this world, hallelujah. So we always have to be on guard. We always have to keep our game up in order for the enemy not to continue to attack us. He can come against us, but the Bible says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper, hallelujah. That we are more than conquerors in the name of Jesus. Now this verse right here, as I read it, I see this also is that we need to do these things that we may be healed, that you may be healed. Hallelujah. In order for us to be healed, we have to speak out what's wrong. A lot of us don't like to say what's going on in our own selves. A lot of us don't like to say, you know, well, because we don't want to admit that we are doing something wrong. A lot of us don't like to admit when we're at fault. A lot of us don't like to admit that we're not living a truly, totally Christian lifestyle. So we keep it to ourselves and we don't say anything, praise God. But the Bible says that we need to confess our sins one to another, not just to anybody, praise God. Don't just go up to any, you know, Joe Schmo in the church and say, hey, man, I'm going through this thing. And that guy that you just told, he was like, hey, you know what so-and-so is going through right now? Hey, you know what sister so-and-so is going through right now? We don't need to tell people like that. Bible says that we need to confide in God-fearing people, praise God. When it says to confess your faults one to another, not just to anybody, but you have to prayerfully ask God, who can you confide in? You need to confide in somebody that you can tell your faults to, your sins to, so that you can be healed. So that person won't just cheese more, so that all that words all over the place spread gossip about you, but will pray for you earnestly pray for you. Now, this is a part of the scripture that got me thinking, now, how, how does this apply to me? It says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. How, how does this apply to me, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man? I'm nowhere near righteous. 
You know, I was in a Bible study at work. We have a chapel at work, and we get together every Wednesday, and, uh, and, and we talk about, um, uh, of, uh, you know, we, well, we have our Bible studies. And one day, the guy in the head of the Bible study kept on saying, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. He said it several times that day. And I was like, does he know what he's saying? And well, and, and more, you know, it, it, to think about this in another way, does he believe what he's saying? Now, we need to believe what we are doing or what we pray for. The Bible says, you have not because you ask of what you pray in my name, or your heavenly father shall give unto you. But the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. How does that apply to me? How does this apply to anybody, praise God, in this church right now? How does it apply? We are nowhere near righteous. So how are our prayers going to be heard? And how are they going to be effectual, praise God? And how are they going to avail much if we are not righteous in what, you know, in any sense, praise God? The Bible says that we are the righteousness of Christ. Yeah. Amen? The Bible also says about, about, uh, um, about Abraham that the Bible says about Abraham is that he believed God and it was counted on him for righteousness. Okay, so Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as righteous. All right, that's great. Okay, so how did it be? How did how? was righteousness accredited to Abraham because he believed. The Bible says that all that who believe and that are baptized well shall be saved. Amen? Amen. For God so loved the world that he, that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth in him, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Okay, hold on here. I, I read the word. I pray. I fast. I earnestly seek God. I believe that the Son of uh, Man came down and was crucified on the cross, was buried in a tomb, and he rose again on the third day to give me life, salvation, and victory over hell, death, and the grave. So if I believe that, does that accredit me to righteousness? Praise God. I truly believe that. If I believe that, then I, I'm righteous. The Bible does say that put on Christ daily. And if we put on Christ daily, the Bible says that we are, we are the righteousness of Christ. What he did that no man can do on that cross. What he did that no man can do, I believe on that. And he gave it to us. The Bible says that he became sin and was crucified on the cross to pay for something that we did not have enough in our accounts to pay for. Amen. He took upon that. He took upon death. He took upon sin, praise God, so that we may be clean, so that we, build, we may be the righteousness of Christ. So now that I read this with this in mind, the effectual, fervent prayer of somebody who believes in Christ Jesus availeth much, praise God. Hallelujah. And that's what I believe in. And that's what I know, and that's what I'm going to keep on believing, praise God, that I get down on my knees and I earnestly pray for my daughters who are, going, who are in Texas, praise God. When they were going through, through, through COVID symptoms and everything, they were running themselves to the hospital in Texas, praise God. We were earnestly praying, hallelujah, so that they will be healed. When there was a snowstorm in Texas and everything was frozen over, they didn't have water or electricity in many parts of Texas, but we earnestly prayed, praise God. They said that they were the only only apartment complex that did not lose power or did not lose water hallelujah and I thank God for that praise God 
We look in the Bible, we look in 1 Kings chapter 17 that Elijah had prayed and told Ahab, look it, God's, God's going to shut the heavens for three, you know, for, three, for, for three years, praise God. That there was going to be no rain, so he prayed and th that God will shut the heavens up and will not rain for three years. Well, we have a, a, another story here in 1 Kings chapter 18 where Elijah goes up, uh, up against the prophets of Baal and Jezebel. You know that witch Jezebel. Sometimes, I'm sure when, in arguments and stuff like that, I'm sure you called, you know, that person that you're arguing, you called him a Jezebel, or you call him something else. It's the same thing, praise God. I'm just saying, <clears throat> there's a spirit of Jezebel, praise God, and it needs to be casted out and rebuked in the name of Jesus. And the, it wasn't just in the Old Testament. It continues to, to move. And, and like I said, we fight against, not against flesh and blood, against principalities, spirits of darkness, praise God. And that is one of them. In Elijah chapter, uh, in 1 Kings chapter 18, we see Elijah, praise God. And, and he tells the prophet, he tells uh, Jezebel, tells the prophets of Baal, say, hey, listen, once you get a couple of animals and you sacrifice them unto your God, and if he consumes the, uh, that sacrifice with fire, I'm, you, know, you know, then I'll tell you what, I'll worship your God. But if I sacrifice my animals and, and, and present them to God Almighty, and if he consumes them with fire, then you worship my God. So they, are, they, they sacrifice the animals, the prophets of Baal, uh, 450 of them. They're, you know, they're screaming, they're crying out, and they're crying out to their God. The Bible says that they've been doing this since morning till evening. They were crying out. They were cutting themselves, you know, trying to get, trying to get Baal to answer, trying to get their God to answer, but they wouldn't answer. And to the point, Elijah was over here mocking them, saying, hey, maybe he's asleep. Maybe he's sleeping right now. You know, cry out louder. You got to wake him up. You got to wake up your God in order for him to consume this sacrifice. Why don't you cry out a little bit louder? He's mocking them because he knows he, he believes in the true living, the God of all creation, praise God. When it was Elijah's turn, what he did, he set up an altar unto God. He, the Bible says he took the wood and he put it, he laid it in order. The Bible didn't say that he just threw the wood up there and spread them out. Okay, he laid them in order. We need to have order in our services. We need to have order in our spiritual life, praise God. We can't just do anything nilly-willy, praise God. Elijah placed the wood in order. The reason why they put it in order, because if you, if you have a barbecue, you know, how many here like to barbecue? I like to barbecue. I like my steaks cooked all the way around. Isn't it the worst thing when you start eating your steak, you get to one end where it didn't get cooked because it was, you know, no fire over there, right? So what do you do when you're, when you're, when you're having a barbecue? You start spreading out the coals a little bit evenly so it can cook the steak evenly. So the woods that he was putting out, maybe this was a little bit thick and this is a little thin. So he spread a thick, thin, thick, thin. He didn't put all the thick ones over here and all the thin ones over here. Or maybe this wood didn't have enough, you know, meat on it, uh, you know, uh, enough burning fuel on it. So he spread them out thick, thin, thick, thin, so it can evenly displace the fire. Praise God. When we are on fire for God, it's not just my toes. It's not just my hands. It's not just my mind. Hallelujah. The fire of God travels from head to toe. Praise God. From the inside of me burning out. Jeremiah said when he ate the word of God, he says it's, it felt like fire within my soul. Praise God. And if it's fire within your soul... It starts to manifest on the outside. Hallelujah. So Elijah prayed unto God. But he said, hold on. I want to do another trick. Watch out while I perform this trick. What did he tell him to do? He told him to get barrels or buckets or whatever of water and pour it on the sacrifice. He said, I will dig a moat. Dig a moat around that sacrifice. Let's pour water all over it. I want you to pour water on it. Do it again. Do it a third time. 
Praise God. He soaked that sacrifice of the prophets of Baal. We're like, wait a minute, it's not going to burn. If fire does come down, let's say fire does come down, and, cons and, and co it's not going to consume it because it, you soak, you put water on it that it's soaking wet. Okay, fine. We're going to kick back and we're going to watch out to see what happens. As Elijah prayed, he prayed earnestly, an effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Lord, you are the God of heaven and, and earth. You are the creator of all things. Lord, yes. consume, show these people who you are. And immediately fire came down from heaven and consumed the sacrifice. Not only that, it consumed the sacrifice, the water that was a moat, that dug a moat around the sacrifice boiled up. It sopped up the, 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 all the water. There was no water left and consumed the sacrifice. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We believe, and I truly believe that we that we have a God that will continue to move in that fashion if we pray for. I'm not saying God send down fire on this person right now. I don't like them at all. What they said to me, what they did to me, burn them in the name of Jesus. No, <laughs> no, I don't think Jesus is going to do that. I'm, I'm sure some of you said, God, do something to him. Make the earth swallow him up right now. You know, don't don't say things like that. What you're doing is you're putting word, word curses on them. We, we not even to your family. Oh, I hope something happens to you. You know, I, I hope you get, you know, you know, or something like that. You know, I'm it, you know, it does it, sometimes praise God. I tell you what happened after. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Those who are watching live stream. <laughs> what happened after that? Elijah, what he took the prophets of Baal. And this is oh my God. This is, you know. I'm not saying going out and do this. Oh, you don't believe God. You believe another God. Okay, <clears throat> you know, you stick them on the side or something. He took the 450 prophets of Baal and he had them killed. They are far, false prophets, false prophets, praise God. They believed in a different God, hallelujah. And they saw the power of the Almighty God and says, you know, you still want to worship Baal? Guess what? Boom, vamanos next. Let's get rid of these guys. Elijah then had told Ahab, hey, listen. He told Ahab, so listen, it, it's, I hear the sound of rain. Okay, it hadn't rained for three and a half years. He says, I hear the sound of rain coming. Was it raining? There wasn't even a cloud. There wasn't even a cloud there, praise God. There, there wasn't even a, a, a spot of rain. There wasn't even darkness going on. But what he heard was, he told Ahab, I want you to, Eat something, and I want you to go back to the city because I hear the sound of rain. Sometimes we need to believe something before we actually see it. We need to believe something before God actually does it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So what Elijah does, he climbs up Mount Carmel, and he gets into a prayer position. A certain prayer position that I think about says, man, I can't even bend my joints like that. The Bible says he put his head in between his knees, and he earnestly prayed. He got in a sense, if you think about it, if he put his head between his knees, back in the days when you had midwives and you were giving birth to a baby, you would have to get into a certain position that would make the baby come out a lot more easier. So you had to get into a birthing position, in a sense, had to fold yourself and put your head between your knees. In other words, he was praying for God for a miracle because God says, oh, you know, I'm going I'm to send rain. I'm going to send rain. You know, the three and a half years is over of drought, but I'm going to send rain in, 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 such, in such a way that you've never seen before. But 
I need you to pray for it, praise God. So he already believed it. He received it. He told Ahab, I hear the sound of rain. Sometimes we need to hear it or believe it before we see it. He went up there. He got in a birthing position. He put his head between his knees and he started to pray. He told his servant, I want you to go over to and look upon the sea and see if you see rain. Praise God. And he said, he goes over there. His servant runs over there. He sees, I don't see anything. He comes back. He goes, I don't see any rain. The Bible says that he sent him seven times to go check if there was rain. And every time that he went over there, he did not see it. But on the seventh time, how many days did it take God to create the heavens and the earth? It took, well, six days, but he rested on the seventh day, praise God. Seven is the perfect number. The, in the Bible, seven is the number of completion. And sometimes we've got to do things about that many times in order, to, in order for God to answer our prayers. Some of us give up on the first try. Some of us give up on the second try. But if you are earnestly seeking God, if you really truly want God to answer your prayers, and then you go into a, you go into a prayer mode, you go into fasting, praise God, and you continually pray and you don't see anything, you don't see results, we get frustrated and then we say, you know, why even bother? And some of us, some of us stop before we get to the finish line, hallelujah. And we need to continue running if we can't run just start walking if you're tired crawl there praise God but we need to continue to pray about something if you want to see a breakthrough in your life if you want to see the walls being torn down the chains being broken hallelujah some kind of breakthrough in your life we need to continue to pray and as he prayed he told them to go forth go check one last time hallelujah because he was earnestly praying sometimes when we earnestly want to see a miracle from God we need we need to get into a prayer position such as a birthing position because a birth, giving birth is giving new life to something. If you want to give your, a new life to something, maybe a ministry, maybe your marriage, maybe your home life, maybe something, then you got to get into that birthing position and continue to pray. Hallelujah. The affection fervent prayer, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. As his servant went over there the seventh time, and he, and he came back, Elijah, I see a cloud such as a man's, a size of a man's hand <laughs> rising up from the sea. And Elijah said, that's it. All right, we're, we're, we're ready to go. You know, we're, you know this, this is the rain. And the servant's probably thinking, wait a minute, you, you, you were praying very fervent about this, and all you got was a little baby cloud. Sometimes God does things in his own way and not exactly how we expect him for him to do it. When we ask for a breakthrough, we already have an imagination of how we want God to break through. But he does it another way. He says, God, not like that. That's not what I wanted. I wanted something different. I wanted a humongous black cloud to come to form. And you give me something this big, God. You know, I, I wanted something like this. I wanted something great. I wanted, I wanted a, I, I prayed for a car and you gave me this hoopty over here that, you know, could barely has air in the tires and I don't even know if it runs. Is it even safe? And we start, does, does the air conditioning even work? You know, then we start, you know, nitpicking of things. You know, does the radio work? It still has an eight track in it. You know, God, I prayed for a car and this is, he gave you a car. Sometimes he does things not the way we imagine them because we already imagine how God wants him with how we want God to move. In the movie of our mind, we already imagine how we want God to move. And God's like, so, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do you something different. 
I'm going to do you something so you can continue to grow through it. So he prayed for rain because the effectual fervent prayer of that righteous man who prayed for rain. Hallelujah. Who was the righteous man? Let's read this again in the context of how I explain it. The effectual fervent prayer of somebody who believes in Christ Jesus availeth much. How many here believe in Jesus? Now, how many believe if you earnestly pray for something that, that will, uh, God will answer the prayers? The Bible says, if you ask in my, anything in my name, I will give it unto you, praise God. The Bible says right here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13, he had the, his disciples you know, asked him you know, about prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 13, he asked him, this is how you should pray. He says, after this manner, therefore, pray like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. This is the verse we're going to focus on. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. There is evil out there that we, need, that we need to pray. If we don't pray God to deliver us from evil, guess what's going to happen? Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want you to put verse 10 back up really quick. Thy kingdom come, your will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is a kingdom mindset that Jesus was talking about here. If we pray earnestly, like Elijah prayed for rain, and like the effectual fervent prayer of a believer in Christ Jesus, if we earnestly pray for this, there's a kingdom mindset that we can actually bring down the heavens, a kingdom mindset from there to here, hallelujah. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want what's up there to happen down here. Yes. Praise God. Yes. I want to I see something different down here on earth because the Bible says on earth as it is in heaven because it's already going on in heaven. I want to see it down here on earth. Does that mean when, when the new Jerusalem comes? Does that mean after the rapture? Does that mean the second coming of Jesus Christ? That means now, praise God. He said, in this manner, pray. I want you to have a kingdom mindset to perform miracles as it is in heaven. Now, how is it in heaven? Praise God. In the Revelation chapter 1, the Bible says there's no more dying there, no more crying there. Praise God. There is no more sickness, no more pain. Hallelujah. The Bible, not the Bible, but there's a song that says soon and very soon we are going to see the king. No more dying there. No more crying there. We are going to see the king. Hallelujah. Because there's no more dying. There's no more crying. There's no more sickness. There's no more pain. Okay, that's in heaven. How is it in heaven? No more dying. No more crying. No more sickness. No more pain. As earth that is in it, as it is in heaven. How is it there? It's like that. Do I want it here? Praise God. The Bible says, go ye therefore preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Baptizing everybody in the name 
name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, and it was revealed to them that that name was in Jesus Christ. He also gave us the authority that we would lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. Hallelujah. As in earth as it is in heaven, praise God. In earth there's no more crying, no more dying, no more sickness, no more pain. I want it here. Hallelujah. He sent out the 12 to go preach the gospel and to evangelize. Not only did they do that, but they healed the sick. They, they, they casted out demons in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus sent out 70 people to go preach the gospel. He sent them out two by two to the cities and the towns. Hallelujah. He gave them authority to heal people, to bring a kingdom mindset down here on earth, to go heal the sick and to cast out demons. And after when they came back, they were excited. Jesus sent them out there. Jesus was kicking it. He said, go. Do what I told you to do. I give you the authority to do it. As they did it, they came back. They were excited. They were zealous for the things of God. And he came back, Jesus, Jesus, I can't believe it. Jesus like, what happened? What happened? Of course he knows. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, what happened? He says, we, the, 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 the sickness, the sick people were healed. We laid hands. They were, and demons listened to us. They obeyed us. And they were casted out of people in your name. Praise God. That's something that still happens today. Hallelujah. Amen. That's something that still happens today because in, in, in the Bible, there's no more crying, no more sickness, no more pain, nothing going on up there. And we want to bring that down here. Hallelujah. How many believe that in the name of Jesus? Amen. Luke chapter 17, verse 20 through 21. See, the Pharisees were there. The Pharisees. And you know, if the Pharisees knew they were Pharisees, do you think they would stop being Pharisees? Because if we say, you're such a Pharisee, and that's such a, ooh, you know, that's like calling somebody a bad name in church, you know. That's blasphemy, you know. You're, you know, Pharisees, they were the ones that were against God. They, they tried to be, in their minds, they were holy, and they were, but they were very religious. They had a very religious spirit about them, and they didn't want to see anything new, even though Jesus, they didn't recognize who Jesus was, but Jesus came to perform miracles and do the will of his Father who was in heaven. But they saw, you know what? We don't like how you're doing things because you're going uh, against the norm. We don't want you guys. You don't want you because you're doing things that we, the way we don't do them. And so, you know, they were called, they were Pharisees. They were the Pharisees and the Sadducees and those guys. So that's why I wonder, if they knew they were Pharisees, would they stop being Pharisees? That's why I asked that question. Well, the Pharisees are here, and they're always throwing questions at Jesus. He says, now, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Stop right there. The kingdom of God doesn't come with observation. It doesn't come with our eyes. Can't see it. Praise God. Doesn't come with observation. Next. Neither shall they say, lo, here, it's right there, or neither shall they say it's over there. It's not going to you know, hey, it's there, or it's there. They're not going to say it. For, behold, the kingdom of God is within. Whoa, praise God. The king, this is Jesus saying this. And not only that he's saying this, he's saying this to the Pharisees. So he's telling the Pharisees, no, it's not over there. You're not going to perceive it with, with a physical vision, or you're not going to say it's over here or over there. It's within, he's telling the Pharisees, it's, it's within you. If he's telling the Pharisees, who have a very religious spirit, and who basically ushered Jesus Christ to the cross, if Jesus is saying, it's in you guys, it's, it's, don't you realize that you are? It's in you. 
if he's saying it to the Pharisees, how much more is it saying to the regular Joe Shmo here in the church? Me. I'm a regular guy. I'm a, very, I'm a regular person, praise God. I come up here and scream and, and, and passionate about the name of Jesus because why not? <laughs> I know what God has done for me. I know where he pulled me out of. I know what gutter, praise God, he found me in and pulled me out even though I was raised in church all my life. Hallelujah. Yes. Somebody who was raised in church all their life can find a certain low, praise God, can be in a certain gutter. But you know what? When Jesus found me, hallelujah, he picked me up. The Bible said he picked me up. He turned me around. He placed me on solid ground like the song says, praise God. No, Jesus said he picked me up. He slapped me around. It's true. If you knew what he done in my life, you could say the same thing too. Where were you at when Jesus found you? Here's another question. Has Jesus found you? I posted something on uh, social media, on Instagram and, and Facebook, saying Jesus Christ is coming soon. With a, with, a, with a comment saying, it's getting real. Jesus is coming soon. Do you know him? Better yet, does he know you? That's the more important thing, because a lot of people can say, I know Jesus. I know I know him. I, I you know, I know I know where my Bible's at. <laughs> I know Jesus. But does he know you? Or shall I say it again? There's two things you're going to hear when we get to that great and, and dreadful day of the Lord. Uh, thou well done, thou grateful servant or depart from me for I never knew you but I know you we were together we I went to church you know I I did things I even the Bible says we even casted out demons in your name we healed the sick we casted out demons in your name it says you workers of iniquity he's still the people who casted out demons and healed the sick in Jesus name still were workers of iniquity and he says depart from me for I never knew you some of us have Bad intentions of doing things. We only do it for our own gain. Like, look at me. I can kill the six. You know, I seen prayers in uh, one of the, our youth camps way back in the days in Camp Palomar. <clears throat> one of the guys, you know, he was he was trying to heal the sick, but he was doing the whole hudukit, you know, the what's it? Yeah. Street Fighter, you know, like this, you know, the power of Jesus. Look at me. I can I have the power of Jesus. If somebody prays over you and they put their hand on you, I don't mind the laying on of hands. But if they're forcefully doing it to push you over and you're like, he's pushing me, oh, fine. You know, the, the old courtesy fall. Oh, he's touching me. He's touching me. What do I do? I do. I'll just lie down, you know, so he can stop pushing me, you know. Those are, you know, those are workers of iniquity. They, they want to say, look, I can, I can slay people in the spirit. <clears throat> I can slay people in the spirit. <laughs> we need to watch out. We need to do our heart check. Praise God. I pray to God, God, you know, if I'm doing this for my own good, for my own benefit, God, humble me right now so I can do it in the name of Jesus. Humble my heart so that I could do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, to give you all the honor and the glory, not for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, you know, I, I, that's my con continual prayer because I know who I was. I know where I came from. Praise God. And I know how the enemy manipulates people. If you would have known me when I was a little kid, you would say, why is this guy preaching right now? Praise God. When I, when I'm sure the first time I, I preached in this church, I, this is when the church was, uh, it was over here and we had the pulpit, the altar was over there. 
and and and, Ado and they said, "Oh, brother, Mark's gonna preach." Mark said, "Pulvera," and Adolfo was probably going, "What? Did I miss something? Are, are we in an alternate universe?" The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Neither shall they say it's over here or it's over there. The kingdom of God is within. Hallelujah. I truly believe that we can bring down uh, a sense of kingdomness here on the earth, praise God, if we earnestly pray for it. Hallelujah. If you want healing, if you want, if you want a breakthrough, hallelujah, I truly believe that it is here, praise God. There is power in the name of Jesus. Jesus gave us the authority to do these things. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. I have it right here. It's not up on the screen. It says, therefore, God also has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name. There is a name that is above all names. Praise God. Somebody might believe in Buddha. Somebody might believe in Allah. Somebody might believe in different gods here and there because I have constant conversations at work of people. So, well, what about those who believe this? Or what about those who believe? There is no other name under heaven that is greater than this. Hallelujah. He's given a name which is above every name. That is at the, in verse 10, that is at the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth. And check this out. And those under the earth, every knee shall bow of those in heaven, on earth, and those under the earth. Which ones are those under the earth? Praise God. Even the devils need to acknowledge the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Check this out. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There's going to be a time when the demons have to get on their knees and acknowledge Jesus Christ. There's going to be a time when the sinner has to get down on their knees and acknowledge the, the, the power of Jesus Christ. Those agnostics, those atheists, those who do not believe in Jesus Christ for their salvation, they believe in a different gospel because there is a different gospel being preached and taught in all the schools. The Bible says, be careful that let no man deceive you, praise God, because people are coming in my name, false prophets, preaching a different Jesus. We need to read the, the Bible says that we need to test the spirits. If somebody starts preaching something that doesn't sound quite just right, praise God, we need to test the spirits and know, okay, this, no, my Bible does not say that. The Spirit told me this. You know, I, I'm checking the spirits, praise God. I'm checking the fruits of the Spirit. I'm checking, you know, what the Bible says and what he said. It just doesn't quite match up, but he's a nice guy. And he's deceiving many. The Bible says, so many will come in my name and deceive many. Hallelujah that there is power in the name of Jesus. I truly believe that today. I truly believe uh, a kingdom mindset, praise God, down here on earth. If we pray for one another, we confess our sins to one another, that you will be healed, praise God. Our last verse here that I want you to put up on the screen is we're going to go back to James chapter 5. And I'm going to end with this. And I like this. James chapter 5, verse 13, it says, Is any among you afflicted? How many here are afflicted? How many here are sick? How many have sickness and pain in your body right now? <clears throat> Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. 
When you're sick, when you're hurting, when you're down, when you're depressed, pray. Is any merry? Is any happy? Let him sing psalms of praise. If, you're, if everything's okay, still give him glory. It doesn't mean just because everything's fine, nothing's coming against you, you're fine. Well, I'm good. I don't have to pray. I don't have to give God glory. The Bible says continue to give him worship. Continue to honor him. Give um, sing, uh, sing psalms. Verse 14. Is any sick among you? You don't have to raise your hands. I truly believe we're all going through something. Is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. I stop right there. Let them call for the elders of the church. Your pastors, your ministers. This is a small church. It's just me and Henry right now, praise God. And I'm asking everybody here to continue to keep us in your prayers because you don't know what we go through, the opposition we have to go through, the things that we come against in order to do this. The enemy doesn't like this. He doesn't like us coming together. So he's going to attack us in a certain way. And if he can't get to us, he's going to get to our loved ones. So we need to continually pray and ask for God to put a hedge of protection around us so that we can continue doing the Lord's work. And let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Why? I mentioned this last week. You might say, Mark, I've seen that bottle over there at Vons. You know, extra virgin olive oil. It's been prayed. This oil has been anointed. It's for use of only praying, praise God. This doesn't make it into the kitchen. When the shepherds were taking care of their sheep, the sheep would have these little these little mites that would eat and bore holes in their heads and they would go up to the trees or whatever they can to scratch their heads to try to relieve the itching of the pain. And as they bored in there, they got into a certain, you know, and, and they would drive the sheep nuts. So what does the shepherd do? He grabs his oil and he starts pouring the oil on the head of the sheep and it fills up those little holes and kills the mites that are eating that sheep. So that's when the Bible says we anoint you with oil. It's healing the sheep. The sheep is like, oh, thank God, that feels so good. They're no longer eating at my flesh. Those things are no longer eating at my flesh. Those things are no longer bothering me. This sickness is no longer eating from me from the inside out. Praise God. That cancer is no longer eating me from the inside out. That sickness is no longer eating me from the inside out. Praise God. And the sheep goes away. Oh, thank God. That feels so good. I feel a little greasy, but I feel fine. I feel a little slippery, but you know what? I'm healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of faith, the fixal fervent prayer of a believer in Jesus Christ availeth much. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. 
I'm not saying that you're going to come crawling to the altar. I'm not saying that you're, gonna, you're always, oh, my God, you know, I'm always down and down and out. No, he's going to raise you up spirit. He's going to lift you up. If you're down, he's going to lift you up. If you're depressed, he's going to move the spirit of depression. If you're sick, he's going to heal you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sin, how many here are sinless today? Here's a different question. How many have committed sins? For all have sins and come short of the glory of God. I became a professional at it. I became very sneaky and deceitful about my sin. But I thank God that he came into my life and saved me and removed that from me. Hallelujah. He said, and if he, any, have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet right now. How many truly believe what the word of God, how many truly believe that this is the, the, the true living word of God? It is God breathed, praise God. It is useful for correcting, for teaching the doctrine, for rebuking, praise God. This is the living word of God, hallelujah. And how many believe that an effectual, fervent prayer of one who believes in Christ Jesus availeth much? How many believe in Jesus? How many believe that, that, God, that, that God sent him down to die for our sins on the cross and rose again on the third day? Do you believe in that? Then you are a righteous person because it was accredited to Abraham as righteousness because he believed God. And I believe that he died on the cross for our sins and rose again on the third day for my, for my salvation, for my victory over death, hell, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. So an effectual, fervent person I'm sorry, an effectual fervent prayer that I am going to do and anybody who comes, who wants to seek Christ, who needs a healing today, availeth much. Amen. And I truly believe when Jesus Christ had said that the kingdom of God is within. Back in the Old Testament, they had the tabernacle where they had the holy place, they had the outer court, the holy place and the holy of holies. The holy of holies is where the presence of the Lord dwelt. No man can go in there except for the high priest. So where does that leave us? That leaves us outside. But when Jesus Christ, when God manifested in the flesh, he stepped down off his heavenly throne and dwelt among us in Jesus Christ. And he was crucified for our sins and died, hallelujah, and rose again. The Bible says that the temple veil ripped, praise God, from top to bottom. It ripped, praise God, from the holy place to the holy, holy place. Now there anybody can enter in to the presence of God now because that presence of God in, Acts, in the book of Acts chapter 2, when the presence of God fell down in, in, in like a rushing mighty wind and cloven tongues of fire, filling each and everybody up there that was in the upper room, now we became the dwelling place of the presence presence of God. Hallelujah. We are now the temple of God. The Bible says that. Don't you know that you are the temple of God? 
Don't you know that you are the temple of God where the Holy Spirit dwells? So when Jesus Christ told the Pharisees, the kingdom of God doesn't come with observation because if you can look inside of yourself, praise God, that's a miracle in itself. That's superpower stuff, praise God. That's Marvel comic books right there. But if anybody say that it's not there, low here or low there, it's not there. The kingdom of God is within us. Hallelujah. I, let's give God a big hand praise for that. I truly believe that the kingdom of God is within. Hallelujah. And if you believe that and you want to see receive your breakthrough today, if you want to receive a healing today, I'm going to ask my brother Henry to come down here. If anybody, uh, the Bible says, if any among you sick, if any among you hurting, praise God. If any among you have sin, have the elders anoint you with oil and pray for you so that you can be healed, that your sins can be forgiven hallelujah praise God how many are out there right now are sick are going through something praise God I ask you to come forward right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus God knows what's going on with you right now God knows what's going on he knows your sickness he knows your pain praise God God is a God of miracles he continues to work he continues to manifest and he continues to do the miracles in this place hallelujah let us go to prayer right now hallelujah yes yes Jesus yes Jesus praise your holy name God Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hello, everybody. Once again, I'm Pastor Mark Sepulveda of Impact Church San Diego, ministering out of New Beginnings Church of Otay, where we are currently congregating. I hope you were blessed by this message as much as I was giving the sermon to this message. God truly used me. God truly blessed me. God truly touched those that came to the altar that day. There was a mighty move of God and I felt it in my spirit. I felt the Holy Ghost. And if you would like to come join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Uh, at 3554 Main Street, we will greet you with open arms and uh, you will be welcome. We'll always have a seat ready for you. So until then, God bless you and I hope the best for you and I pray, continue to pray for all those who are continuing to watch via live stream, Instagram, TV, and YouTube. God bless you.